And now, the NBC Radio Network presents, in conjunction with Paul Mall brand Children's Tobacco, a Marty Crane and Hester Palmer mystery in two acts, Murder at Marblehead. 5 p.m., Boston. After a blustery train ride from Seattle, sweethearts Marty and Hester have arrived in Massachusetts to rendezvous with Hester's family. It should be a weekend of rest and relaxation. Unless a murderous criminal has other plans. Oh, gosh. It's a lot colder than I thought it'd be. Martin, I told you in no uncertain terms that New England winters are not to be underestimated. Looks like that snowstorm we saw in Chicago followed us. Listen, Hester. Why in the world are we driving all the way to your parents' beach house in the dead of winter with a blizzard hot on our heels? Because Mother needed dramatic scenery to unveil her new painting. The churning, crashing waves of the icy Atlantic under a blanket of violent snow. What could possibly be better than that? How about a plate of chili fries and a hot cup of joe? Well, our family's chef trained in the best kitchens of France. If she can make a succulent meal out of beef cheeks, I'm sure she can make a formidable plate of chili fries. Now, my father sent Willoughby to pick us up. Your family butler. Yes. Be on the lookout for an onyx Rolls Royce with an ivory inlay. Uh Uh-huh. Is there something wrong with a Rolls Royce? No, no, no. Nothing wrong with a Rolls Royce or a butler or a beach house or a personal chef who trained in the best kitchens of France. Martin. Nothing to worry about. No big deal. Sure, I'm just a beat cop from Seattle who doesn't even know what an ivory inlay is. But no, nothing's wrong. Oh, my chili-eating darling. You may not have the social graces my family is used to, but you have something much more important. My service revolver? No, you goof. Mon coeur. Je t'aime, Marty. Ah, shucks. I love you, too. Mm. Oh, there he is. Willoughby, over here! Get the bags, Martin. We're off to Marblehead. Oh, so that's what an ivory inlay is. Good lord. The way Willoughby sped up here, he'd be a better rum runner than a butler. How do you think Father found him? Besides, he outpaced that nasty blizzard, didn't he? Mother! Father! Guess what the wind blew in! Now, Martin, Father doesn't follow football and has no interest in a... What do you call that where you cook beef scraps on an outdoor grill? Barbecue? Yes, that. Remember... He's the director of the Boston Museum of Fine Arts, so if you need a conversation starter, just talk about art. Or museums. Mother, father, it's so good to see you. Welcome Wonderful home, to Hester. have you back. I'd like to introduce you to my paramour, the pride of Seattle PD, Martin Crane. I've heard so many great things. It's nice to finally meet you. Likewise, Mrs. Palmer. Oh, please, call me Rose. And this is my husband, Niles. Nice to meet you, Niles. No, please, call me Mr. Palmer. The house looks wonderful. You didn't have to go to all this trouble just for Martin and me. Well, the plan's changed, dearest. I wouldn't allow your mother to unveil her latest work of art without true A-list reception. Oh, Mayor Ackerman is here. Along with the art critic for the Herald, Mr. Barron. And my business associate, Mr. Connolly, is here as well. You remember him, Hester? Of course. The... Legitimate businessman. (laughs) Please, no need for such hushed tones. 
That boxo wanted to take a dive. Everyone is in their rooms, getting ready for dinner. Come, Hester, let me show you to yours. I'll just grab our bags and... Awfully presumptuous of you, Crane. Your room is in the guest wing along with the others. I'll, um, I'll see you at dinner, Martin. So, Mr. Palmer, uh, uh, how about those museums, huh? Mm. See you at dinner, Crane. I hope you like beef tartare. Oh, great. Something else I don't know anything about. Uh, hello, everyone. My, Martin, that Burberry suit looks divine on you. Hope I look sophisticated enough for Mr. Museum Director. Where is he, anyway? He and Mother are preparing to enter fashionably late. And don't mind Father, he doesn't care for any of my suitors. Even the Duke of Edinburgh wasn't good enough for him. Wait, the who of what? And don't worry about being in separate rooms. When I was younger, I went looking for a place to hide my seashell collection and discovered that this house is full of secret passages. Once we say goodnight, I can sneak into your room and we can resume what was so rudely interrupted by that porter in the sleeper car. Oh, finally. Something to look forward to. Until then, allow me to introduce you to our guests. Everyone, this is Officer Martin Crane. Martin, this is Mr. Barron, the art critic for the Boston Herald. You look as wholesome as a Rockwell. Thank you. This is the Honorable Mayor Ackerman of Boston, Massachusetts. Hey, always a pleasure to meet a fellow civil servant. I do what I can, Madame Ackerman. And this is Mr. Connolly, my father's business associate. Whoa. No one told me a cop was coming to dinner. Do I need a lawyer present? I'm off duty, Mr. Conley. So am I. <laughs> Good evening. Ah, everyone has arrived. Please be seated. Willoughby will be serving dinner shortly. I hope the Burgundy is treating everyone well. I found it so lacking in character. I had to double-check the glass to make sure it wasn't empty. Oh, you're always on, aren't you, Baron? There's no, no, no off switch for good criticism, Rose. Besides, I need to be in peak condition for when I see your painting. Sharpen your barbs all you want, it will be for naught. My rose has truly created something wonderful. Mm, considering the curation in your museum, I'd prefer to be the judge of that. Oh, and I thought the sniping was bad at City Hall. <laughs> <laughs> After you've accused all your opponents of being communists? I'm surprised you have anyone left to criticize you. Now, Rose, I may have my detractors, but remember, I was voted into office by a landslide. Yeah, she can thank me for that. <laughs> hey, Ackerman, I could use a refill here. <clears throat> Fine. You keep pushing my buttons, Connolly. You may find yourself on the wrong side of a jail cell. What? I'm joking. Everyone knows I have no interest in politics. I'm an honest citizen that runs a totally law-abiding coin-op business. And I'm a real patron of the arts. I can't wait to see your painting, Rosie. Niles, listen. You did good. 
You come to America with nothing but a head full of dreams and end up running a museum, marrying an artist, and raising a scientist daughter who dates good, upstanding policemen. Thank you, Connolly. Although my inheritance certainly helped things along. <laughs> it certainly helped the mayor's re-election campaign a lot, too. Um, where is Willoughby? I'm famished. Willoughby will be taking the hors d'oeuvre course now. Maybe he's doing those kettlebell exercises he's so fond of. I must say, I've never seen a man in his 70s look so muscular. He's moved on to medicine ball exercises, actually. Oh, that explains uh, it. Well, where's Willoughby's seat? Isn't he eating with us? <laughs> <laughs> Excuse our uproarious outburst. The staff doesn't eat with the family. The chef brought dinner to the butler earlier. Both of them have already eaten, Martin. No need to worry. They won't starve. To death. I'm a bit worried about us starving to death. It's not like Willoughby to shirk his duties. Excuse me while I check on him. In the meantime, maybe the chef can attend to our guests, yeah? Ah, I'll go check. So how'd you two kids meet? Over the body of a murder victim. I was at the crime scene as a psychiatric consultant. Martin was there in police business, and well... Classic love story. <laughs> a murder? In Seattle? Did Johnny Two Legs do it? No, I think I'd remember a name like that. Don't remember it too hard next time you find someone whacked. <laughs> Apologies for the delay, everyone. Our chef, Julia Dye, will be serving us until Willoughby returns. Good evening. For the hors d'oeuvre course, I prepared escargot with a garlic parsley butter. Bon appétit. Oh, Excellent work, as always, Julia. Thank you, Mrs. Palmer. Wait a minute. Julia Dye, the infamous landscape painter? Didn't I review a show of yours a few years ago? <laughs> I prefer to refrain from that topic, sir. This doesn't seem like the appropriate place to really yes, go about. Yes, yes. I remember now. Ghastly presentation, <laughs> obvious metaphor, and a cruel parody of delicacy. I hope my scathing criticism didn't encourage you to give up painting and take up cooking. <laughs> Which you may also wish to give up. Sir, as much as I'd love to relive the personal embarrassment you caused me, I have to put the finishing touches on my turtle soup because I'm a professional. Enjoy your escargot. The art world should reward me for saving them from another second-rate Georgia O'Keefe. You always did have an ego, Baron. A single review from an arts critic isn't enough to end a career. Oh, I completely agree, Mayor Ackerman. In fact, it was you outing her as a communist that ruined that particular career. Huh. Julia Dye. Eh, thought that name sounded familiar. Real decent of you and Niles to give that pinko a roof over her head. Still, call me or not, she makes a mean snail. If your taste buds haven't graduated grammar school, perhaps. Hey, Baron, go sit on your brain. <gasps> Is that a threat? Will you be measuring me for concrete shoes next? Ah, oh, Mother, shouldn't we all take a deep breath and tuck into this lovely dish before the butter congeals? Wonderful idea. Please, everyone, enjoy. Aren't we going to say grace? <laughs> <laughs>
Oh, Martin, I'm sorry to laugh. The last time anyone here prayed was during Black Tuesday. You're a real Boy Scout, Crane. You strolled right out of an Andrew Wyeth painting, didn't you? Thank you so much for the laugh, dear. Oh, Niles, you're back. You missed such a jape from Hester's boyfriend. Father, where's Willoughby? I have some terrible news. Willoughby has been murdered. (gasps) I'm afraid my father was correct. Willoughby is dead. Looks like a single stab wound to the back. Doesn't seem like there was much of a struggle. This is very clean. The killer knew what they were doing. And nothing looks disturbed either. His room is as pristine as he always kept it. He even stacked his used dinner dishes after he ate. Hmm. Maybe he didn't see the killer. Or if he did, they didn't startle him enough to try and run. Oh, Miss Dye, please don't disrupt anything. What? I was just looking at the cheese grater. I'm sorry, but this is an active crime scene. That goes for everyone. No one touch anything. I'm going to call the police. Poor sweet Willoughby. My butler. Murdered in my own home during a dinner party. How gauche. I'd be remiss if I didn't mention that we're miles away from civilization and in the middle of a blizzard. Sir? Well, isn't it obvious? The only person who could have killed him is likely in this very room. Now let's not go jumping to conclusions. We couldn't have killed him. We were all at dinner together. Rigor mortis has set in. I'd estimate his time of death to be about an hour ago. When we were all in our rooms. Or when we were all supposedly in our rooms. What are you all looking at me for? Couldn't go 24 hours without whetting your whacking whistle, could you, Connolly? Please, everyone, a man is dead. A good, thoughtful, caring man. Miss Dye is right. It's only proper to... Put aside your petty squabbling and observe a moment of silence for our dear departed friend. There, I believe that was an adequate amount. Now, which one of you scofflaws did this? Everyone, please. Martin is back. What did the police say? The phone lines are dead. Not surprising, considering the weather out there. Then we'll have to drive into town and bring the police back with us. There's no easy way to say this, but there's three feet of snow on the ground. We could shovel out the driveway, but it's a quarter mile long, and, uh, there's no shovel. No shovel? Father! Esther, dearest, this is a beach house. Forgive me, I didn't know we'd be here in the dead of winter. If I could see into the future, then I would have purchased a snow shovel. And stopped Willoughby from being murdered, of course. Okay, everyone. I suggest we all retire to the drawing room. We can stay together until daylight, and hopefully by then this blizzard will have let up and the phone service will be back. Who put you in charge? Madame Ackerman, I don't mean to overstep my bounds, but this is a police matter, and I am a member of the Seattle Police Department. And what department are you in, Crane? (laughs) Mounted Patrol. Mounted Patrol! So you jaunt around town on some worn-out police horse, making sure drunks don't interfere in parades, hmm? Uh, We... 
also help people who get lost in parts. Sorry, but I'd rather listen to the mayor of Boston than some glorified jockey. Father, don't be such a bore. My Martin is a skilled policeman, and we are lucky to have him with us. For example, did you notice that? There's, There's no, no murder, murder weapon. weapon. Mm-hmm. I have to concur with Martin here. If we all spend the evening in the drawing room, it will reduce tensions and minimize the likelihood of another murder. We could even play charades. Another murder? I'm sorry, Niles, but your daughter is speaking foolishly. We can't afford to sit idly by with a killer in our midst. I'm not speaking foolishly. You're the one who is- Hester Manners! Mayor Ackerman, I agree. Now, you mentioned the weapon is missing. I suggest we split into pairs and comb through the house until we find it. And when we find it... We find the murderer. Any objections? I'd like to go on record and say this is a bad idea. Let's put it to a vote. All in favor of splitting into pairs and searching the house? Aye. Aye. All opposed? Nay. Six to two. I believe this is what we call a landslide. Niles, would you please accompany me as we search? It would be my honor, your honor. Mrs. Palmer? Ah, yes. Julia and I will pair off. Well, Martin? (sighs) Let's just get this over with. Excuse me, uh, that leaves me with... Believe me, I'm not thrilled about it either. Fine. But I insist on standing behind you at all times. So I don't have to look at you? Works for me. Very good, then. If we're all in agreement... Well... Crane, excuse my impropriety, but can you... uh, Shut up? Thank you, Niles. Now, everyone, let's go find this murder weapon. Will our dinner guests find the weapon? And will it point to the true killer? Will Marty and Hester's protests be proven right? Find out all this and more... Right now? I gotta be honest, Hest. This trip is a lot more interesting than I thought it'd be. This is no time for jokes. There's a killer among us, and I've lost a dear personal friend. Willoughby saw me through some terrible times. I can't tell you how many nights I was a weeping mess in the backseat of his car, sobbing about the pressures of medical school or the difficulties of falconry camp. He was a good and trusting shoulder to cry on, and he's been taken too soon. I'm sorry. I should have been more understanding. And I've had it up to here with Father. He's being such a bully this evening. If I survive Korea, I can handle my girlfriend's dad. Although, he's neck and neck with my mission in Pan Moon Jom. Any luck over there? (sighs) Nothing. All the cutlery I'm seeing isn't sharp enough or long enough to match the wound. How about you? What the hell? I just ran into a little luck myself. Why your folks served wine when you had a perfectly good six-pack of Ballantine in the icebox is a case I'll never crack. Martin, how can you be drinking? We're supposed to be searching the house for the weapon that killed my dear Willoughby. Actually, toss me one, too. Here you go. A toast to Hester Palmer the lovely and bright-eyed woman who suggested we search the kitchen. I'll drink to that. (sighs) Hester, I I don't mean to get my bazoo someplace it doesn't belong. We're stranded in a blizzard with a killer, Martin. Stick your bazoo wherever you think it'd help. Does it strike you as strange that your parents aren't searching the house together? Oh, no. 
Mother is a fiercely independent woman. She and father share a lifetime. That doesn't mean they have to share every little moment, like combing their beach house for blood-soaked clues. It's not your mother I'm curious about. Your father and Mayor Ackerman, they seem awfully close. Uh, how do I phrase this delicately? Uh, are they knocking boots? Tactful as ever, Martin. I hate to disappoint you, but the only bed father and Mayor Ackerman share is a political one. Do you think it's a coincidence that Father donated to Mayor Ackerman's re-election campaign the same year the city allowed a new wing to be added to his museum? Are you sure that's all it is? Quite. If Father was cheating on Mother, there'd be another dead body in this house. His. Then that's all I'll say about it. Let's move on to something else. Uh, who, who do you think did it? Isn't it obvious? It is to me. It's, it's Miss Connelly. Miss Connelly? Yes, Connolly. It's an open secret he's a heavy for the Irish mob. There's likely blood on his hands already. When you oversee dozens of hits a year, there's no hesitation to take a life. That quick execution-style stabbing? This is textbook. But what did your butler ever do to him? Father often made Willoughby chauffeur Connolly all over Boston. He likely knew where the bodies were buried. Literally. But what about you, Mr. Hotshot Horse Patrolman? Why do you think Miss Dye did it? Well, when we were in our rooms before dinner... She brought Willoughby his meal, all alone. She was probably the last person to see him alive, and probably the last person he saw while he was alive. But what about motive? There's some guesswork involved, but they were the only two staff here, alone, in their own wing of this beautiful mansion. A, a man, a, a woman, united by a common bond of service. Are you saying you think they were romantically involved? Yeah. Rats, am I off about that guess, too? Oh, no, they were absolutely sleeping together. We always thought it was cute. Motive! Maybe a love affair gone wrong. But what about the smoking gun? What about the murder weapon? Hmm. Aha! Does this knife block look like it's missing something? <gasps> the chef's knife! There you go! Means! Motive! Opportunity! But we won't know until we find that knife. Oh, dear God! And I think it's just been found. Interesting. This is Connolly's room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, <clears throat> Mr. Palmer, what happened? We were searching through the guest rooms. Mayor Ackerman was going through Connolly's closet, and I was searching his luggage. Baron and I heard the scream. Hey, what's the big idea? The big idea is that I found a bloody knife in your suitcase. I knew it. What's going on? Julia and I were searching the library when we heard Niall scream. Oh my! So that's where my knife went. How could you, Connolly? Killing poor sweet Willoughby after all the free rides he gave you. This is a frame-up. I'm an innocent man. We turned a blind eye to much of your extracurricular activity, Mr. Connolly. And we'll have to answer to that in time. Now you choose your next words... Very carefully, Ackerman. Oh, I have. I've been dreaming about saying them for years. <clears throat> by the power vested in me by the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, I'm placing you under arrest. Crane! I believe this is your milieu. Can't you read him his rights or some such nonsense? I'm sorry, sir, but, but uh, this is a bit premature. Martin's right. We're going to need to examine this evidence. Oh, don't be ridiculous, Crane. Stop wasting time and get this killer under lock and key. Father! Fine. Since my Hester insisted, have at it. And then put this man away. Thank you. Now, Mr. Palmer, 
Is this how the knife was when you found it? Approximately. It was bundled up in that shirt. When I was going through his luggage, I felt something strange. I unwrapped the shirt, and lo and behold, bloody cutlery. Thank you. Excuse me for a moment. Hester, I know you suspected Conley, but there's something fishy about this knife. I concur. Everyone, Martin and I are noticing some discrepancies here. I don't believe this. It's the murder weapon found in a gangster's suitcase. Right. We have a bloody knife, but there's not a drop of blood anywhere else in the room. Not on the floor, not on the bed, nowhere. Niles told you. It was wrapped in a shirt. He must have brought it with him when he did the deed. A valid point, except that the shirt is, um, was, a rather fine silk shirt. Though the pattern is truly gaudy, it's made with high-quality stitching and material. Thank you, I try to dress for success. Connolly also has plain undershirts, socks, and the like in his bag. If the murder was premeditated, why would he choose one of his fancier garments to conceal his weapon, knowing that it'd surely be ruined by the blood? So he was careless. Hester, please, it's a long, sharp knife covered in blood. It might as well have hidden a signed confession in there. Come now. Why are we entertaining the half-baked theories of Nancy Drew and the Hardy Boy? We found the knife. Connolly did it. Maybe the cook did it. Rumor is Willoughby dumped her for the scullery mate. How dare you try to ruin my reputation after you've ruined my favorite knife? Well, Connolly is making some good points. After everything you've done, Mayor Ackerman, now you're trying to pin a murder on me? All the lives you ruin in your mad communist witch hunt? Who'd have this policeman place you under arrest? Miss Die, know your place. Don't speak to her that way. That paranoid gladhander's got a mean streak in her. I wouldn't put it past her to turn that lunacy into murder. What are you trying to say, Rose? Too subtle for you? Let me spell it out. You are a murderer. Miss Dyer! I'd say it's a little funny that Niles is the one to find the knife. Would be pretty easy of him to drop it in my stuff when no one was looking. Are you accusing my husband of murder? He accused me first. You swine! Rosie, come on. Don't say something you can't take back. Another threat. Oh, pipe down, you hack, or I'll make you pipe down. Oh, please don't hit me. My bones are so brittle. Enough! The longer we all stay together, the more heated our arguments are going to get. We did it the mayor's way, but that simply didn't work. Hester's right. As long as we stay in a group, we risk tempers getting too hot. Let's all return to our rooms and stay put until the police are notified in the morning. And if no one objects, Martin and I will act as night watchmen walking the halls and making sure everyone respects the curfew. Does that sound acceptable to everyone? Great. Okay, everyone, let's get moving. I'll see you all in the morning. And don't you dare try any funny business with my little girl, Crane. Good night, Father. Will the snowbound guests of the Marblehead Estate have a peaceful evening? Or will more devious details be unearthed by our gumshoes? All these questions and more will be answered right now. Jeez, the butler's dead? Someone planted a bloody knife in a gangster's suitcase. Someone in this house is a murderer. And your father still finds time to give me the business? Martin. Uh, maybe coming here was a bad idea. Maybe I should have stayed in Seattle, spent the weekend at Duke's playing pool, eating juicy kielbasa instead of turtle soup. Yes, but if you stayed and ate what Duke calls food, then we'd have one less deductive, crime-solving brain hot on the heels of a killer. Honestly, I didn't expect you'd have to be on duty during this vacation. 
Neither did I, but as they say in the scouts, be prepared. Is that your service revolver? I thought you were kidding about bringing it. I was kidding when I said I'd use it to shoot those weird bushes shaped like animals, but I wasn't kidding about bringing it. Oh, Martin. Well, oh, uh, hey, Esther, Esther, there, there. I just, this is not the trip that I wanted to take with you. I've been walking on eggshells this whole evening. You have? But I'm the one who's never used more than one fork per meal before. No, no, my family is just so much. It seemed everyone would be on their best behavior for Mother's big unveiling. But of course they had to ruin it by being condescending and sniping and inviting over all their unpleasant friends and having a murder happen in their house. Well, I don't know how much say they had in that last part. I mean, murder I wanted you to be impressed by my life back east, but all this trip has done is show you the length and darkness of my family's shadows. Every family's got stuff like this, Hester. My mother smokes like a chimney, and my father's idea of entertaining my girlfriends is reciting dirty limericks. (laughs) Well, that sounds charming. It's embarrassing. Why do you think you haven't met them yet? Your old man may be giving me a hard time, but you know what? I'm glad I get to see one of the places you grew up. I'm glad I get to meet the people who raised you. I'm glad I got to meet Willoughby before he passed away. (sighs) The way he sung that Ave Maria gave me goosebumps. He had the voice of an angel. And you know what? I'm glad that I'm here. And not just because we need to make sure no one else is stabbed to death. Oh, Martin. I knew there was a reason I loved you so. I love you too, honey. Hey, how about I fix you something to eat? I don't know how to make beef tartare, but I saw some peanut butter and jelly in the kitchen. Are you sure that's a good idea? Shouldn't we both be keeping an eye out? I think I can spare a few minutes for a late supper. Here, I'll leave you with my gun. I hope I don't have to use it. Me too. Especially because you just put the safety on. Oh, that's what that is. Well, very good, Officer Crane. See you soon. Bye for now. Martin? Did you hear that? Martin? Well then... Maybe this gun will see a little action after all. No one will find us here. Ah, jeez. Coast is clear, Julia. Were you able to find your way through the secret passages? Mm Mm-hmm. I can't believe I worked here all last summer and didn't know about them. I found them when we first moved in. I was looking for a place to hide Christmas presents and stumbled upon those hidden hallways. Did Willoughby ever use them? So far as I know, I'm the only one who knows about them. Even so, we should be brief. Are you okay, Rose? Oh, Julia, I'm in shambles. Poor sweet Willoughby. You must be beside yourself. I'm in mourning, of course, but don't get the wrong impression. Our relationship was more physical than emotional. But boy, was it physical. Uh, uh, Who do you think did it? Now's not the time to speculate. We have more important work to discuss. You're right. Without Willoughby, our mission has become jeopardized. Yes, without him, the Communist Party of America doesn't have a mole among Boston's high society. 
Oh my god. Did you hear something? It's probably just the wind. You're right. I'm being paranoid. Well, you may have reason to be paranoid. When I brought Willoughby his dinner, he was ranting and raving about something. He called it his damning dossier. Oh, he always was fond of alliteration. He wouldn't tell me what it was, only that it would greatly benefit our cause. He had a number of documents in a manila envelope. But when we went to his room, the envelope was gone. Are you sure? Maybe he put it among his things, or hid it under the mattress. No, no. He put it on the desk, and it wasn't there when we all went to investigate. <sighs> Willoughby's reports helped bring down the Newport Lafayettes. And remember how his snooping exposed Jonathan Vinton's affair? Yes, and that wage slaver will never work in this town again. I do still miss his malt shop. Willoughby brought down the Webster Foundation and the Trumbull Trust, and those blackmailers, the Kellers. Any wealthy capitalist criminal he set his gaze on would suffer. So whatever was in that dossier must have been enough to implicate someone. Maybe someone in this house, but who? Listen, Rose, we'll figure this out. Our cause is just and our hearts are pure. The influence of the bourgeoisie will be dismantled. Small beach villages like Marblehead will no longer be havens for the rich, but accessible to all the workers of Massachusetts. Our coastlines will be open, our mansions will house those who need a roof, and our escargot will be available to anyone with an adventurous palate. The cogs will finally see the fruits of their labor, and those who have been handed their fortune on a silver platter will finally give back to those who toil under them. Workers of the world, unite! Hear, hear! Oh, we really don't want to be caught here. Yep. See you in the morning. This is one vacation I sure won't be forgetting. I don't know who's in here, but I'm warning you. I'm armed, and I think I know what I'm doing. Wait, there's no one here. Wait, there was never a doorway here. That's where the bookshelf is. Wait, where's the bookshelf? Oh, no. Another entrance to the secret passages, but where does it go? Are you sure we won't be discovered down here? Quite sure. No one else knows about these secret passages. I discovered them a few years ago when I was looking for a place to stash emergency gin. I hope you stored some emergency spine. The way you threw me under the bus up there makes it seem like you've lost yours. I'm not quite sure that you're innocent in this murder, Connolly, but the truth is I need your help. Without you, this secret basement casino is just a secret basement full of complicated machinery. Oh my god. Did you hear something? It's probably just the wind. Relax, Niles. This will cheer you up. I was down here all afternoon making sure everything was set up right. So, without any further ado, I present to you... The Marblehead Casino. Gentlemen, we are looking at the tiny little seed that will grow into the Las Vegas of New England. We are gonna make a fortune. Some of us are. You'll get your cut when I think you've earned it. Uh, but I stuck my neck Who busted out. his yahoos rigging this casino up, huh? Who got all this contraband up here in the middle of winter, eh? And who got you the votes you needed to get elected, huh? Fine. I'll concede my cut for now. But understand, we're square. I can't keep having trouble with the mob. I get enough from the Democrats and the press and internal affairs and those communists. Oh, I can't stand them. 
Ackerman, we're square when I say we're square. Why, you good for nothing. Now, now, there will be money enough for us all. I've already spoken to some of my colleagues at the Yacht Club, and they're eager to come by and let loose. It's a shame Willoughby is dead. He was an ace with a pack of cards, and he knew all those magic tricks. Be that as it may, it's likely for the best. He knew far too much. I trusted his discretion, of course, but now there's one less person to share this secret with. Then you must be thrilled that Connolly offed him. You're all talk, Ackerman, just like your little show up there. By the power vested in me by the Commonwealth, blah, blah, blah. For someone with so many skeletons in her closet, you sure love playing the part of fearless leader. Keep pushing, Connolly. You'll regret it. Stop with this uncivilized sniping. We'll let the police handle this in the morning. And in the meantime... Oh, I won. Fine. At least all this planning will pay off. And who would have ever guessed that this quiet beach community would be the new center for sin and vice in Massachusetts? Looks can be deceiving, Mayor Ackerman. We're all living proof of that. Except Connolly. What you see is pretty much what you get. Thank you. We really don't want to be caught here. Yep. See you in the morning. Well, Martin is certainly going to like hearing about this. Martin! Oh, Martin! Pastor! There you are. I'm sorry, but I forgot the sandwiches. Forget the sandwiches! I, uh, I did. All right, well, that's okay, because you won't believe what I saw. You won't believe what I heard. I was, I was upstairs because I heard a sound, and someone had opened a secret hallway, and it went down to the basement, and I was my father, and Connolly, and Mayor Ackerman. And it turns out that they've converted the basement into some kind of underground secret and not to mention illegal casino. The mayor's in on it, Connolly's in on it, and my father's in on it. Wait, so what you're saying is, then the implications would be, so the killer is, of course. Come on, let's go. Ah, good evening, everyone. We apologize for rousing you out of your quarters, but Martin and I thought it best to put all this nonsense behind us. Tensions are high, nerves are frayed, and we all deserve a little closure. Hester, dearest, what are you talking about? Yes, what nonsense has Crane put in your head that was worth dragging us all out into the drawing room? Oh, I'm sorry, Mr. Palmer. Maybe we should be a little clearer. The killer? We know who it is. How certain are you? One hundred percent. That's pretty good. I'm pretty good. As is Martin. Oh, thank you, Hester. Please, enough chatter. Just tell us who did it. Actually, Mr. Baron, we'd like to start by telling you who didn't do it. It struck me as strange that Willoughby neatly stacked his dinner plates before he was killed. What's strange about that? It means that he finished his food. And if Miss Dye brought him his meal, why would she wait until he finished eating to kill him? He's right. I brought Willoughby's meal and immediately left to steam the clams. And Rose couldn't have done it either. And how do you know that? Well, uh, I... 
overheard your conversation in the kitchen. You what? Now, it's not my place to publicly discuss what I heard, but considering the seriousness of your little chat, I feel confident we can take you off the suspect list. This is no time for games. What were they talking about, Crane? I really don't think it's something I should Leave that poor boy alone, Niles! I was talking about life and liberty. I was talking about freedom from oppression. I was talking about justice and equality and about breaking the shackles of the ruling class. I was talking about communism. I am a communist! My word! No war, but class war. Hurrah! I'm very proud of you for following your heart in these political matters, Mother, but I'm even more proud that you didn't stab poor Willoughby. And we can also take Mr. Connolly off the list. You're darn right you can. Believe me, Mr. Connolly, I so wanted it to have been you. Someone here thought that flimsy evidence wouldn't matter when put next to your reputation. But the knife we found in your luggage was a little too obvious. So that leaves us with three. You can't possibly think that I did it. But I could have? What are you implying? Well, it was obviously one of you, because it certainly wasn't me. Things don't look good for you, Father. I overheard you, Connolly, and Mayor Ackerman. In the basement? Oh, drats. Niles, what were you doing in the basement? We're building an illegal casino down there. Connolly! How dare you! What? Who cares if she knows? We had one secret on her commie butt, and now she's got one on us. Call it square. How dare you compare my ideology of equality for the working class with slots, cards, and cheap hooch! I've been to enough of your fancy parties to know a little hooch wouldn't hurt. Don't insult my wife. And the accusations of a thug and a wannabe gumshoe aren't enough to stick to me. How dare you talk to my daughter like that! You can't pin it on You two said you knew who did it. You said 100%. So who did it? Right. We know it's either you, Mr. Palmer, or Mayor Ackerman. That doesn't sound like 100%. Not yet, but it all comes down to the clues. We don't have much except for this house full of secrets. Secrets like Willoughby having a dossier that went missing sometime before we found the body. Secrets like Willoughby being a mole for the Communist Party. A mole? And his close proximity to all of you gave him plenty of information to take back to his comrades. We also knew all about the underground casino Mr. Palmer was building. That'd be one hell of a stain on the reputation of a known sophisticate like yourself. Now this dossier, was it to blackmail my father? Was it to empower the communists against Mayor Ackerman? Was it to... Well, Mr. Barron, I don't know exactly what he'd want with you, but you don't seem like a 100% above-board person. I beg your pardon. So there's a vital piece of missing evidence. This dossier. When we find it, we find the killer. That's what you said about the knife. Ah, but of course the killer would want to discard the murder weapon, possibly in a way that could cast guilt on an innocent party. But a dossier of incriminating photographs and documents? We can turn this whole house over looking for it, but we'll never find it. The killer wouldn't risk leaving it around. No hiding spot is safe. Especially since we were all searching the house earlier. No, they're still holding on to it. Now, will you three make this easy for us and empty your pockets, your pouches, your purses? If you insist. Your Honor, if you would. Fine. Murderer! So what? I did what I had to do. When I found out Willoughby had betrayed me, I knew there was only one way to take care of it. Wait a minute. So you planted the knife in my bag? Of course. It would be a fine opportunity to put you away, Mr. Connolly, and escape the debt she owes you. 
How clever, Mayor Ackerman. You almost, pardon the phrase, killed two birds with one knife. You two must think you're so clever. We do, Madame Ackerman. So please, will you allow me to escort you to your room? I can keep an eye on you until police arrive for a statement. Thank you, Martin. That's a fine idea. Good riddance, you monster. And to think I voted for her. Several times. I'm glad the phone lines were brought up in time to get you here, Chief. And I'm glad we were able to help. Never in my 30 years on the force have I run into something so outrageous. I was on duty the day that the animals got loose from the zoo. Right, well, about all this funny business regarding a basement full of casino accoutrement, I think this has all been a humorous misunderstanding to the tune of a new fleet of squad cars. Throw in a happy hour down at Gary's and I'll let you walk off with a warning. Fine, but well liquor only. Thank you both. If it wasn't for you, Willoughby's real killer would still be free. A criminal holding powerful political office? Can you even imagine? I typically save my criticism for art, but what else could you call the way you navigated this case? Your masterful deductions from various sources recalls Hannah Harsh perfecting a collage. Is that a good thing? Yes. You two did good. I owe you one. If either of you ever needs a favor, legitimate or not, you let me know. Thank you, Mr. Connolly, but I'm afraid we'll have to decline your services. Oh, you'll reconsider. They always reconsider. (laughs) A real shame about Mayor Ackerman, though. You go through all the trouble to get someone elected through grift, blackmail, and intimidation, and they go and kill someone. Oh, well. I'm sure some other wide-eyed idealist is going to need a leg up come next November. Some friends your folks have, Hest. Wait till you meet the rest of the family. Hester, darling, thank you. And Martin, I'm afraid I haven't been fair to you. After all that happened last night, I think things will be different between us. Well, gosh. Thank you, Mr. Palmer. Call me Niles. Oh, uh, wow. Um, thank you, Niles. I still think you're an oaf and a simpleton and several stations too low for my daughter, but... You know all about my secrets, so I'll pretend to like you in order to keep things civil. Hey, I'll take what I can get. And Mother, you are so brave for standing up for your political beliefs, even if they'll likely tarnish our family reputation for generations to come. Well, I didn't do it alone. Willoughby helped, and Julia helped, and of course I was inspired by a little girl who decided to go into psychology even though it wasn't easy who decided to stick out Harvard even though it wasn't easy, who decided to move across the country to help police catch grisly criminals, who settled down with a police officer, and who brought him to meet our family, even though it wasn't easy. I think she's talking about you, darling. Oh, I want to hug each of you so much, so I just have to do it all at once. (sighs) So, what was the nature of your get-together last night? Oh, Mother, you're painting. We never had the official unveiling. Oh, you're quite right. (coughs) Everyone, gather round. My Rose is about to debut her newest masterpiece. It's beautiful. Oh, Mother, you've truly outdone yourself. 
Even I like it. Come everyone, let's play a game where we find the best room in the house to hang it. See, Martin, isn't this more fun than playing pool back home? With you, Hester, everything's more fun. Another case closed. But who knows what mysteries lie in store for our intrepid young sleuths. Find out right now. Oh, I mean, find out next time. This has been an NBC Radio production.